At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Joined today by Josh Applebaum back there in Boston, Massachusetts. And Josh, great to be joined by you today. I've got a confession to make to start off the show. And it's, um, you know, when I leave the house every day, Josh, I call it the big three. This is not in deference to the Celtics or any other uh, big threes that are out there. But the big three are the wallet, the keys, and the cell phone. Forgot the cell phone. I can't, I, I can't remember the last time I w- walked out the door with just two of the big three. And then it dawned on me as I got here. I was like, I hope Josh didn't send me a text pre-show or Stephen Bond, our fine producer, because I got nothing. So uh, it feels like the old days. I'm going to do a show <laughs> without a cell phone today. And we'll see how that goes on, Josh. But great to be joined by you today. Going to have Wes Reynolds joining us here later on this hour. Rob Guerrero is going to join us uh, to talk all things 49ers in hour number two as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. And I do want to start right there in the NFL, Josh, with you today, because you look at the Panthers and what they've done now, getting Baker Mayfield. And I'm curious to you if that changes your handicap of the Panthers. We had Vinny Mayuo on yesterday, and Vinny said here at South Point, they didn't change a thing once Baker came. It didn't move anything for them. Does it move anything for you with the addition of, uh, of now competing with Sam Darnold, we theoretically believe, for the starting quarterback position? So I'm kind of with Vinny on this one, Dave. And by the way, you know, it's great to be with you. Happy Friday. And don't worry, you know, I, you, you keep open the DMs on your Twitter, that's Dave. It. We'll be okay. That, that's how we're going to communicate over the next two hours. Just <laughs> just watch out. I'll be sliding in there. We'll be, I'll be throwing systems at you, reverse line moves. Don't worry. We're, we're going to get after coming. it. But yeah, exactly where the steam's coming. So uh, to me, Dave, you know, this is obviously a big topic of conversation. We kind of saw that, you know, again, Baker Mayfield was kind of on, you know, on the, uh, you know, the trade opportunity where he could go to a different team. We were thinking that, hey, Carolina could be one of those teams that could make sense with. You know, you don't really have a quarterback of the future. You take a shot on Sam Darnold. Really hasn't had great results from that. So why not bring in Baker as, hey, if he's not going to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you don't expect that out of him. But is he a slight improvement over Darnold? I think there's a case to be made there. Uh, You look at the odds, though. What's interesting to me is some of these uh, shops have prop bets on who will start week one. So this is kind of one of my favorite, you know, offseason bets. Sometimes I don't bet them as soon as I see them. But what I do is, you know, kind of give it a month, you know, get closer to training camp. 
then the battles really become uh, even tougher. And then you can kind of see one guy going maybe ahead of the other. So obviously you want to get a good number early, but to me, this is kind of a, you know, you know, put a pin in it and see how it moves. So right now the odds makers are telling us guy uh, right now, Dave, that it's probably going to be Baker Mayfield. He's minus 1200 mm-hmm. to be the week one starter. That's almost like a, what is it? Like a 90% implied probability here. So that makes kind of sense to me. I don't think Darnold has shown you enough to be confident in him and Baker. I will give some credit uh, to uh, both Tim Murray and Sean King. And I think Sean King, former NFL quarterback, he had a really good point here. Like to me, it doesn't make much of a difference just from a betting angle, Dave, because if you look at their win total, it was six and a half under minus 125 the day before they traded for Baker. And it's still six and a half under minus 125 today. So just from the, the standpoint of their win total, the juice didn't move. The juice didn't you know, go from under to over. It pretty much stayed where it's at. But the one thing that Sean King said that I think maybe the analytics don't really, uh, you know, register with is that this guy is kind of, you know, uh, been humbled, you know, again, mm-hmm. he had everything going his way first overall pick. He struggles, you know, he's still making a lot of money on his progressive commercials, Dave. So I think he's fine there, <laughs> but uh, this is a guy that kind of, when you're told you're the best and then you have, you're kind of brought down a couple notches and then you go to a new team. Maybe this is a good thing for Baker. Maybe we're going to get the best Baker. And that's kind of what, uh, what Sean King was saying. So I'm still going to take the under six and a half win total date. It's still juiced up under Carolina's won five games. The last couple of years, we haven't seen that rule bump when he takes over a new team and really progressively makes them better. So I think he's better than Darnold. Uh, I'm not going to lay a minus 1200. I think he's going to start week one. We did see that line at one point. It was minus four. Uh, now it's down to minus one there. Uh, the Browns at Carolina, mm. Uh, but I think it is, it is, it's an improvement day, but what's your take? Is this uh, much to do about nothing or will a buying low on Baker trade kind of really benefit Carolina? I think it's a buy low scenario here, Josh. I love your breakdown of it. And, and look, I look at it a couple different ways to your point about Baker being humbled. I think you're spot on when you start off in the league and you're the number one guy and John Dorsey who was the GM then of Cleveland and goes and makes that trade. And people are like, well, you're trading up for Baker Mayfield. Okay. Number one pick overall. Then you have that run in with Hugh Jackson and it looked really bizarre with what went on there, and then Hughes out. Okay, so Baker is his Baker's football team. Stefanski comes in. He's coach of the year, right? And then all of a sudden when you leave, the management says, we're going to get an adult in the room. And the adult in the room they replace you with is Deshaun Watson? Holy mackerel, that's got to be humbling on many different levels if you're Baker Mayfield. Whether that's just a cheap shot or not, that's still got to stick to your core a little bit. And that's why that that, uh, bridge was burned in Cleveland. He could never go back there. So now he walks in and he looks like the starter. You mentioned he's minus $12 uh, here right now to be the starter. Sam Darnold is 5-1 to to be the starter week one here in Carolina. This also needs to be a wake-up call for Sam Darnold. Because, look, when you talk about the number two pick in the league in Sam Darnold, number one pick in the league in Baker Mayfield, you will run out of opportunities in this league. And this feels like this might be the last one for Baker as a starter. He's actually pretty lucky here, Josh, and he still has this opportunity. Because you see guys like Marcus Mariota that had to go to, to Las Vegas, be a backup there to Derek Carr to try to get another starting spot after he lost it in Tennessee. And now he's got it in the ATL. Uh, we saw it with Tannehill. When he left Miami, he was the backup to Mariota in Tennessee. It took an injury from Mariota. And then Tannehill got a starting gig back. They are hard to come by. So this really might be a buy-low spot here for Carolina. They go, hey, you are the number one pick in the draft. You've basically now, this is your third head coach in the league. So what are you going to do, Baker? Now it's, it's your turn. Are you going to keep doing commercials to your point? Or are you going to be an NFL quarterback? It's put up or shut up time here for Baker Mayfield. The Baker Reagan Mayfield IG post that he puts out there and tries to look like the adult. Just go win it in the locker room. Win it with the other 52 guys in there. That's all that matters. It's not social media. It's not anything else. It's not progressive commercials. It's you and the other 52. And if you can win those guys over, they've got a shot. Because, Josh, I actually like this roster. I bought on them last year. I got burned once I figured out, boy, Sam Darnold's still seeing ghosts. And Christian McCaffrey went down. And they started off 3-0 and last year. But it's also a last shot here for Matt Rule. It feels like he's really clearly uh, going to be on the hot seat, too. So he's trusting in Baker Mayfield off the scrap heap here to turn things around for the Panthers. I think it could be a really good reality check for both the head coach and the quarterback, who certainly is going to run out of lives very quickly in this league. Uh, Josh, when I look at a couple names here, look, Matt Corral is an intriguing guy. We'll find out whether or not he's going to get the opportunity one day. And uh, right now he's 50 to one to be the starter on week one. But there is a name on the board that BetMGM has. And that name is Jimmy Garoppolo. And I go, Jimmy G, 
100 to 1 to be the week one starter in Carolina. Now, we're talking about dominoes. They're thinking of like musical chairs here with starting quarterbacks. And it feels like all the seats are just about taken, maybe with the exception of one. We'll find out what Seattle's going to do here. But you know how this works. Jimmy G, kind of like Baker in Cleveland. I don't know if he can go back because we've had, we're going to have Rob Guerrero on hour number two. But, Josh, sometimes they say if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. And it will be a divided locker room if Jimmy G goes back because there's going to be a contingent that wants Jimmy G to play. And then there's going to be management that wants Trey Lance to play. So if Jimmy G is not going to be on that roster, which we don't believe he's going to be in a month or so, a month, is it could Carolina be a destination spot? And you got to think if Jimmy Garoppolo at 100 to one is listed on this on this prop sheet, there's some noise out there that this is somewhat yes, in a long shot of a possibility. But Jimmy G's got to go somewhere, right? Do you think Carolina is still interested in another quarterback? I would say just from the standpoint of you just traded for one and you've had a lot of draft capital bringing in Darnold. What was it like a conditional two and three? Like they gave up a lot for Darnold at the right. time. I just don't know how much in terms of resources you have to give up Jimmy G. Like, I think it makes a ton of sense bringing in another veteran quarterback, but you kind of have a pretty crowded locker room there. And you also get to a point of, you know, are you going to devote, you know, four roster spots to quarterbacks? Are you going to carry all four? So I'm not really sure. I think it's a long shot that Jimmy G goes to Carolina. It's interesting. The odds makers are putting that out there, maybe just in terms of a flyer, but we have heard that Jimmy G, you know, was off season uh, shoulder, shoulder surgery. He seems like he's, uh, you know, progressing pretty good. Should be able to play here. I think actually, and we're kind of on the topic of the Browns and Carolina. What about the Browns trading for Jimmy G? I think that could make a ton of sense here, Dave. That's where, you know, if I'm going to put a flyer here, some pizza money on a big long shot, I don't even know if Jimmy G is listed as an option uh, for the Browns here, but as we wait for Deshaun Watson, expecting a very long, significant suspension, are you going to go into the season with Jacoby Brissett as your number one? I think if Brissett's your number one, you're in trouble. If he's your number two, that's a pretty decent team there. Obviously, Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo and Brissett were both backups. They call themselves the Wolf Pack, Dave. I remember this one. They're all <laughs> Patriots there behind Tom Brady. But I think if Garoppolo is going to go anywhere, to me, the Browns make a lot of sense. If you're going to lose Watson, maybe for the entire year, uh, maybe you get you know uh, San Francisco to eat some of his money. Maybe it's a later conditional type pick. That's really the team that I think Jimmy G should go to. But if also if I'm San Fran, I don't know if I really want to hand the reins to Trey Lance already. This right. is a really talented player, but he's so young, Dave. He's so raw. And I don't think another year, you know, holding a clipboard, clipboard learning behind Jimmy G, I don't think that's a negative. I think that's a benefit. Remember, Aaron Rodgers waited forever for his shot after Brett Favre. So if I'm San Fran, I'm not quick to let go of Jimmy G. Yes, a lot of people think he's terrible. You know, he's so perplexing, Dave. People make fun of him. He's not a great player. Then you look at his win-loss record, and he's a winner. Mm -hmm. So it's not always pretty, but the guy gets it done. If I'm San Fran, I'm not giving him away for nothing. If you bowl me over with, you know, a nice pick or, you know, you kind of give me some good compensation, then okay, I'll make the deal. But I'd rather have Trey Lance continuing to slowly, you know, ruminate here and get better each year than throwing him in the fire. I don't know if he's ready. But if there's one team he goes to, Cleveland Brown make, Browns make sense if Watson's going to be out a while. I love the handicap. San Francisco, by the way, 16-1 to 1 right now to be the Super Bowl champs. I would like that a lot better if it was Jimmy G, but it's probably not. That's a great point about Cleveland because you look at them 28-1 to 1 right now in the futures market. You can't get totals right now. We talked to Vinny uh, yesterday about this until they know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. 28-1, to 1, if you knew that Jimmy G was the quarterback, woo, I would like that because that's a ready-made team. The defense looks like it's loaded in Cleveland. We know about the running backs. Now that they're going to be healthy. They've got skilled players. They've got a good offensive line and a ready-made defense. 28-1 to 1 with Jimmy Garoppolo. I would take my chances with that for sure. Okay, Josh, just getting started here on the Lombardi line. When we come back, let's talk about Seattle. What are they doing out there in the Pacific Northwest? We'll break it all down when you come back with Josh and I right here on the Lombardi line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is this Vison's going to be broadcasting live from NBA Summer League now through July 17th? So catch the edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. Also, going to have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout the Vison shows. So for more, follow us at Vison Live on Twitter and at Vison Live on YouTube for all of the best Summer League coverage. Back alongside Josh Applebaum, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on Visa. And Josh, I look up overseas and I see at the all grass courts of England over there at Wimbledon. Remember, it's Wimbledon, people, not Wimbledon. There's no T. It's Wimbledon. Uh, right now, it looks like that uh, Novak Djokovic is starting to take command of this match with Cameron Norrie. He's minus uh, 4,000 right now. He lost the first set here, but Josh, he's come back strong here. 6-3, 6-2 in sets 2 and 3, and right now has a break point uh, to begin the fourth set. So it looks like Joker might be moving on to the finals, where he's going to take on Nick Kyrgios because we saw Rafa Nadal had to withdraw. Now, look, what – how much pain do you think Rafael Nadal has to be in, Josh, for him to say, you know what, I can't give it a go in the semifinals at Wimbledon? That man is a warrior. It's just a shame we're not going to get the Nadal-Joker matchup, I think, that most of us anticipated. Yeah, I think that's the matchup we all wanted here. And I'm not a big tennis guy, but even I would have tuned into that one day, right? obviously, because that's are two of the best, the biggest, you know, uh, titans of, of, of uh, you know, tennis just in general. So it was obviously difficult there to see Nadal bow out. He must be really hurt for him to kind of say, hey, I really can't do this right now. But I would say, Dave, going back to our, you know, kind of data analytics driven betting. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, and Ben Wilson did a really good job of this on betting across America yesterday talking about it. But there was a point there when really Nadal and Djokovic were kind of even in terms of their bet count. They're both getting about 25% of bets to win Wimbledon. But you saw, especially after Nadal was out, uh, big money big money hit the Joker. The Joker, I think, was getting about, about 25% bets, but like 50% of money. And Nadal was like 25% bets, like 25% money. So really the discrepancy in bets for dollars was really leaning toward Joker. And now with Nadal out, really kind of the, the Caesar parting here for the Joker. So we'll see if he can get it done. But again, even, even a guy like me was rooting for that matchup here, yeah. Dave. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever bet a tennis play before. Wow. Well, I'll be curious. And again, we'll try to get you a number uh, if this continues the way it looks because Joker did get that break to start the fourth set. So it looks like he's firmly in cruise control. So once numbers start to come out on uh, Joker and on uh, Kyrgios, we'll try to get those out before this show is over. Uh, let's get back to the NFL here. And we talked a little bit about Seattle towards the end. Like, what are they doing? The, the musical chairs, the quarterbacks, it looks like it's stopped. Look, I know Pete Carroll, who I, I just love guys like Pete Carroll because they're just eternal optimists, right? And he's just everything. The glass is always half full. And I like that with people. At 70 years young, Pete says, I love Drew Locke. I like our quarterback room, which has Drew Locke and Geno Smith in it right now. Okay, so Pete loves it. 
I don't know if we as betters love it. So Jimmy G is still out there. We talked about him, and I think you're right that he would make a ton of sense if he goes to Cleveland, especially if Deshaun Watson maybe gets a year-long suspension. We'll find out what the NFL says there. But the one thing that I think we need to, to caution betters on, and right now I'm seeing about five and a half the win total for Seattle, uh, juice to the over minus the dollar forty in most places, is that if you want to ride that with Drew Locke, go ahead. And before you think that it's a done deal that they'll get Jimmy G, it's very rare that you see a starting quarterback traded interdivision. It normally does not happen that Kyle Shanahan would say, you know what, I'll trade my starting quarterback in San Francisco to our rival in the division and then have to play that guy twice a year. So that's why it feels like to me it still might be Drew Locke. I remember in D.C. when I was covering the Washington football team and Andy Reid made a trade back in the day where he traded Donovan McNabb to Washington interdivision. And everybody in D.C. was ecstatic and I went, Andy Reid knows something we don't know. So that's why I'd be surprised if Jimmy G gets moved here. And I know that would change a lot of the futures market. Josh, what do you make of that? Because it just seems it seems like it doesn't happen that often in the NFL for execs and coaches to do this. Or do you think they'd actually be willing, if the price is right, to give Jimmy G to an interdivision uh, rival? So I think, number one, just seeing interdivision trades is very rare because, of course, if there's a guy that you want to get rid of, then, hey, if he plays well, you're going to eat a lot of crow. Your media and you know all your fans are going to be like, why would you trade this quarterback you know, in the division? And now he's hurting us when he could have helped us. So I think just from the standpoint of you know trading a quarterback inside your division, it's very unlikely to happen. Also, what you said, I think, is really important. Like, if San Fran were to trade him to Seattle, what is San Fran telling us? They're telling us that they don't really believe in Jimmy G or they don't think he's that good. They're not worried about any, uh, you know, backlash there from trading inside the division. So, I think from just needing a quarterback, it totally makes sense here, Dave. Obviously, you're going to hear, um, you know, uh, the coach there, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, say that he loves his quarterback room. I think it could be, you know, high school quarterback. It could be Arch Manning in there. I'm, I, t- I bet he'd love his quarterback room. Uh, but to me, Dave, what's notable is this is kind of a buy low situation. And it's also, situation where my like opinion doesn't really match what the odds makers are telling me so I would be careful betting against Seattle everything I'm reading and hearing is that they're terrible they're going to be awful they lost Russell Wilson we all make fun of Drew Locke Geno Smith's a journeyman I love to see Geno Smith's career earnings by the way this guy's made a <laughs> lot of money for not putting up very good stats in his career so shout out to him for for, uh, for having a really good uh, you know career here oh, yeah but I would say what's notable to me Dave you go seven and ten last year you lose Russell Wilson all long, all, all offseason long, I'm hearing about how terrible Seattle will be. Then we look at the odds for their win total. And as you mentioned, it's five and a half, but it's not five and a half under minus 140. It's five and a half over minus 140. So this is one of those situations where everyone is telling us Seattle is going to be awful. And they may be awful. They, again, Drew Locke, you know, Geno Smith, even my bias is seeping in and saying this isn't going to be a very good team. But I always defer to the odds makers. They're the smartest people around. They know things that we don't know. And they seem to have kind of a little faith here, maybe thinking that, again, we just talked about, you know, Baker Mayfield going to a new team and being humbled. How about Drew Locke? Remember when he was the starter? I think he was named the starter. He was kind of like arrogant in his press conference, like, you know, I'm the man. I deserve it. Well, now you've been humbled. You've been traded. Maybe this is kind of a way to buy low on Drew Locke. I just think it's it's anytime you see a situation where everyone's telling you a team's terrible, then you look at their win total and shoot stuff over, that's fishy. I don't really believe it, but I do believe in the odds makers knowing where the liability is. So believe it or not, I'm going to go over five and a half with Seattle. Whoa. Why is it juiced up over? I don't know, but I know someone way sh- smarter than me is causing odds makers to juice that thing to the over. So maybe you go six and 11, Dave. I think that's what you're counting on if you're going to go over five and a half. Yeah, 12 to one to win the division here at BetMGM. It, that is very interesting because, again, historically, you don't see those interdivision trades. Obviously, I mentioned the one that I covered in D.C. with Donovan McNabb that did not work out well for Washington. That's for sure. Drew Bledsoe, of course, we remember uh, when he got traded from New England to Buffalo. And he actually it's, it's had some good moments there in Buffalo until he got hurt. But uh, that's always the problem there. But you can understand why they moved on, obviously, with Tom Brady. It is interesting when you look at Pete Carroll because I look at Pete and I know he's kind of a lightning rod, I think, for people, whether they think he's an elite coach, is he a, you know, right in the middle of the pack coach, or is he an average coach? I tend to think he's middle of the pack to elite. Obviously, when you win a Super Bowl, that changes my perception of what you've been able to accomplish as a coach. I can't imagine Pete goes into this year after signing off in the Russell Wilson trade and just waving the white flag that doesn't seem like the Pete Carroll way. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember when he was at New England with Drew Bledsoe, pre-Tom Brady, and they were about an 8-8 eight and eight football team. You know, that even the bad, quote-unquote, Patriots teams, they were still competitive with Pete there. So I'm with you. A lot of times teams take on the characteristics of their coach. 
I think they're going to fight. I would probably lend to, intend to go towards the over as well. I don't like the juice at minus $1.40. I'd love to shop around and get that number knocked down. But I think you're right. It should seem a little bit fishy for that number being where it is. And then look at the division, Josh. Okay, San Francisco is going to move on, we all believe, from Jimmy G. And if they don't, that would be a bizarre locker room. That's not a guaranteed two losses right now if Trey Lance is a starting quarterback. Matthew Stafford's got a bad wing. we got to figure out how he looks. We all know about the Super Bowl. You kind of have a malaise of a Super Bowl champion, how that normally affects it. So you would think they'd be underdogs in both of those games. And then Arizona, what's going on there? They're not going to have Hopkins for, what, about six weeks as he's got a, a, a PED suspension to start off the season. Looks like Kyler Murray scrubbed the team off Instagram. Let's figure out how they are. I always looked at the division first and go, can I get some wins in that division? If they could somehow go – two and four, three and three in the division and only have to get two or three wins potentially uh, outside of the division and the other 11 games, I'm with you, Josh. I think this is a team that can win six football games. That's more of a in Pete I trust. Do, do, you, do you follow that, that theory? It's almost like Mike Tomlin, who's never had a losing season in the history of his time as a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, and I think if you date back to back when Pete Carroll was with the Patriots, I was sitting on my dad's lap back then there, Dave. So that was before we got, you know, like uh, uh, network TV. We saw the rabbit ears on our TV back home in Western Mass. So you're bringing me back to all these great memories uh, watching these early games. Uh, but I would say Pete Carroll, you know, is he the sharpest guy X's and O's and nitty gritty football? Maybe. But I think his biggest strength is being a motivator. We saw it at USC. Obviously, you've seen it at different stops here. This guy's got a lot of energy. You know, he's what, he's 70 years old, but he's still, he's chewing the gum. And, he, you know, he's really excited. Yeah. I think that gets going here and also don't disregard kind of what they've done in the offseason you draft charles cross who's regarded as one of the better offensive linemen in the draft and then also you get noah fant in that trade you got a pretty good tight end you still have dk metcalf tyler lockett you have some weapons here so if you can get drew lock or maybe geno smith to play decent i think again this is the kind of thing that I always look at win totals if everyone's telling me a team's bad yet they're juiced up over i like that if everyone's telling me a team's great and they're juiced up under i want to go under here i think it's a buy low spot give me the over five and a half with the seattle seahawks and kids if you haven't seen it google it one of the best handshakes ever pete carroll at sc and jim harbaugh at stanford what's your deal what's your deal Check it out. It's just pure hilarity. Uh, Josh, when we come back, let's talk about the guys with the stars in their helmets down there in Big D. What are they doing? Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please game responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Josh Applebaum, I am Dave Ross. I am here in Las Vegas. Josh comes to us from Boston, Massachusetts. And Josh, I look up. Cam Norrie uh, gave up that break to Novak Djokovic. 3-1 right now for Djokovic here as he tries to close this out and move on to a well-rested Nick Kyrgios who got a walkover as Rafael Nadal was not able to go in the semifinals at Wimbledon. So Kyrgios will be waiting more than likely the Joker as this happens here over in England. We'll update it as the show goes on and see if we can get a price point out there for you before the end of the show. I don't know if Stephen Bonner, our producer, put this segment in just to get me excited and fired up for the show today, but it worked, Josh, and that's to talk about the guys down in Big D. And what's really interesting to me is I looked at their betting profile, obviously, before the draft. And the Cowboys were minus money. It was about minus $1.25 market-wide to repeat as NFC East champions. And then the draft happened. And then the offseason happened. And then the Eagles happened. And, whoa, all of a sudden you look and you see the Cowboys now plus money to win that division. Still the, the favorite, but the Eagles nipping at their heels here. And we always talk about the offense and Amari Cooper moving on to Cleveland for a sixth-round pick and drafting you know, a, 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 a offensive lineman here out of Tulsa in the first round. People really don't know if he had a first-round grade. Those sort of things. We don't talk about the Cowboy defense. And I want to do that a little bit here to start off this conversation to kind of break them down from a handicapping perspective. Now, Micah Parsons, who was all world as a rookie last year coming out of Penn State, 
Now, he says that he and Trayvon Diggs can become better than Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Now, Parsons admits, Josh, that they're not quite there yet, but he's confident the duo can become what Donald and Ramsey are at and maybe possibly eclipse them. I love hearing that. Like, Josh, to me, as a Cowboy backer traditionally, that I go, I, I want, I, I'm glad that you see who the Unos are, and that'd be Ramsey right now and Donald. And they got the chip, so with it goes all the, the blessings with winning a championship. What do you make of that? Because team defense last year, they got a lot of takeaways, but they did give up a lot of yards. So team defense, the numbers might be a little bit deceiving. First interceptions, and Trayvon Diggs was just out of his mind last year, second year coming out of Bama. But penalties are also right up there. What do you make of those comments? And what do you make of this defense overall? So I think first off, you know, when you're feeling good about yourself and you're making comments like that, I think a lot of times we roll our eyes and they're like, okay, you're really going to be good as those two great Rams players. I don't know. But you like to hear it from these players. You obviously want players who have confidence and are excited about the future and feel like, hey, we can be the next, you know, great tandem here. So I think as a Cowboys fan, you love to hear it from the outside. You look, you know, kind of, you know, look, you know, kind of look at a side eye and be like, really, are you really <laughs> that full of yourself? I don't know. But I, again, I want a player who's confident versus a player who is questioning himself or doesn't believe in himself. I think there's something to be said for that confidence. Now, what's notable to me in terms of their defense, you hit the nail on the head, Dave. I've watched some Cowboys games, whether I'm uh, sweating on them or against them, <laughs> the penalties. you got to cut down on the penalties. Man. I think that's just a self-inflicted, uh, you know, shoot yourself in the foot sort of thing that you got to be more disciplined about. Also, in terms of defense, I like what they've done, but I'm worried a little bit about losing Randy Gregory. Yeah. That was a guy that, uh, you know, again, it was kind of a weird thing where he's going to resign, and then he actually, you know, bolted and went the other way uh, and went to, I think, the, the Broncos mm -hmm. there. So if you lose a good edge rusher, I think you're going to uh, maybe take a hit with that. But really what you're looking at is, is Micah Parsons and the infusion of excitement and talent and running around the field and really being the leader of your defense. I think that's what you're excited about. Now, my take with the Cowboys, Dave, and I'm, I'm glad this is your segment. Like, if this is a Patriots segment, you know, I, I talk for 20 <laughs> minutes here. So I'll defer to you because this is your team, and you you know I'm probably more in-depth than I do. But from an outside betting angle, my biggest surprise with Dallas is that you go 12-5 and last year. You have a really good year. Uh, obviously, you have a disappointing loss to the 49ers in the playoffs. Uh, but you did see Prescott, you know, come back from his injury, play very well. He tailed off a little bit at the end of the year. But my my really surprise here is that you go 12 and five last year, and your win total this year is 10 and a half. Mm -hmm. And at, at BetMGM, it's juiced up under minus 125. Like, that doesn't jive with me. This is one of those perception plays. Like, if we go back to the last segment with Seattle, Seattle looks like a bad team to me, but they're actually juiced up over. The Cowboys look like a good team to me, but they're juiced up under. That's just one of those, you know, your opinion, your eye test is kind of uh, kind of different from what the odds makers are telling us. So I think what they're saying is, you know, right now, maybe we do take a step back with Dallas, losing Gregory, uh, losing Amari Cooper. Uh, I think if you're still bullish on Dallas, I noticed that at DraftKings, it's a 10-win total, even minus 10 both sides. So if you want to bet the over, obviously shop around, find the 10. But it's just notable to me that you're 12-5 and five last year. Things are looking pretty good in Dallas. Yet they're expecting some regression in a negative way that you're now 10 and a half juiced up under. So, Dave, does that surprise you that they're 10 and a half juiced up under? I thought this would be, you know, a team that almost like the Yankees or the Dodgers, like mm -hmm. you're going to get so much public love for Dallas every year. Yet the odds makers don't seem to be worried about that. They seem to be more worried about contrarian under 10 and a half backers for the Cowboys win total. It does surprise me. And I'll tell you, look, before the draft, I was going, boy, do I hop on the Cowboys now at the short minus number? I'm glad I didn't because now it's plus money to repeat as NFC East champions. And Steve Mackinan does a great job, obviously, on Wednesdays uh, here with us and, and Vista with the Daily Newsletter. And, you know, Steve would always say, you know, he gives out great trends. And, and Wes Reynolds, I can hear Wes in my head saying, you know, trends, let them be your friend. But there is one startling trend that's out there, and that is nobody's repeated as NFC East champions in almost 20 years. Think of that, almost two decades since 2003 when the Eagles were the last team to do that back, ironically, with Donovan McNabb. He's made the show twice today. So that scares me in and of itself, right? For whatever reason, this division has always just had a lot of turmoil, and you don't see a Patriots run where you just feel like you win it every single year. So almost two decades you've had to go to get a repeat champion. Can Dallas do it this year? Yes, they certainly can. I still think they're more talented right now than the Eagles, who have definitely closed the gap on them. And certainly in D.C., because I'm still not sure about Carson Wentz at quarterback, and we know the Giants are going through a lot of change. I like the changes on paper with Brian Dable coming in, but right now until they figure out what they have with Danny Dimes at quarterback, if he's going to be the guy or not, I don't know if I'm ready to take a leap with the G-men there. So to me, it does feel like a two-team race in this division. Ten and a half feels like they're double dog daring you to take the over, 
But I do look at the division, just like I talked about with Seattle here, Josh, and I go, at worst, they're going to split with every team in the division, which would be three and three. I think they'll do better than that. Last year, they were really good against the division. They, they laid out the Eagles both times that they played them. Doesn't mean that's going to happen again this year necessarily, but I could see the Cowboys easily going four and two, if not five and one again in this division. If you get to that lofty goal of four, two, five, one, again, do the math outside the division with the other 11 games. You don't have to win that many to hit that win total if they are going to be dominant uh, in the East. So while I feel like it's a two horse race and I do like the plus money on the Cowboys to be the team to buck that trend and repeat, the question mark for me is going to be the offensive line, Josh. That's where what it also amounts to to me because Tyron Smith right now, he could potentially be a Hall of Famer, but his availability is not his best ability. And right now, if he can't stay healthy, and that's no disrespect to Tyron Smith, it's just a fact that he, he really right now has not been able to stay on the field. So if you can't count on that at left tackle, Lael Collins is gone. He's, they moved on from Lael Collins. So, you know, you, you draft a rookie at a Tulsa, we'll find out. Connor Williams was a turnstile at guard. He's gone. Now, out of that offensive line, he had to start uh, a lot of games here in the last couple of years for the Cowboys. So the interior for me, because, Josh, I look at it and look, the Cooper Rush game last year against Minnesota, I, I cannot, still can't believe they went up to Minnesota and won with Cooper Rush. But if Dak goes down, and we got to remember this too, Dak Prescott has gotten hurt the last two years. Two years ago, we all saw how gruesome that injury was. Gone for the year last year, he had the, the calf injury. And that kept him out for several weeks here. So Dak has not necessarily been a guy in the last two years that you can just plug and play and say he'll be there for all 17. So I look at some of these win totals, and it might be why I'm a little bit higher in the Eagles, ironically, because if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, Josh, or he gets hurt, Gardner Minshew is not a bad backup quarterback in this league, Right. Is Cooper Rush going to be able to help you win, get the win total if Dak is not able to go all 17? And again, recent history says he can't. Those are the, the reasons that I pause on pulling the trigger on the Cowboys this year. So while I like the, the plus money, and it does entice me at 10.5 at plus money, it does entice me uh, to win the division here at plus money plus $1.20. I have to remember those things here because this is normally right now you better have a backup quarterback that you at least feel confident for four or five games because it's rare in this day and age that you can just plug and play for all 17. So those would be my points of concern for the Cowboys. The offensive line, the injuries. I do like the skill players. C.D. Lamb has got to be a number one now that Amari Cooper's gone. How does he do with double coverage? I say right now that Ezekiel Elliott is the the highest paid fullback in the NFL. Is he going to be slimmer to be a tailback this year? We'll find out because if not, Pollard's going to get a lot of that run too. So there are question marks on this offense, but I do like the defense. And that's where we started this segment. And I love what Dan Quinn has done. Mike McCarthy right now is 30 to one to be the coach of the year. He could also be in that short list to be the first coach to get fired. If things go south, they're going to give this job to Dan Quinn. And I got to be, I'm 100% serious when I say this, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a Cowboy fan, that would not necessarily be a bad thing after the way that defense responded around him last year. Josh, you got me all wound up. I could have gone for another 10 minutes on this subject. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be joined by Wes Reynolds. We're going to talk some golf going on across the pond and what to expect next year at the Open. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in Easton, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday's Major League Baseball game, and if only one run is scored in the first, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or partway no-run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem, you win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer opt-in required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Dave Ross back alongside Josh Applebaum. This is the Lombardi line here on Visa. And I look up and the Joker is still holding on to that break. He is up 4-3 in the fourth set if he can hold serve, possibly two more times. The Joker will move on to the finals at Wimbledon. We'll see if we get a price point for you before the end of the show. But right now we welcome in Wes Reynolds. And whenever we bring in Wes... I mean, Josh, my mind goes right to golf. He's one of the best handicappers uh, I'd put up there uh, pound for pound with anybody in the country. He does a great job on long shots each and every week with Brady Cannon. Those guys are hitting winners at a ridiculous clip right now. Wes, I look up and I see the, the Scottish Open. And yesterday you and I talked a little bit about this with Cameron Tringale, who had never won in the PGA Tour, shot that 61 yesterday. It's hard to back up a great round with another great round, and he's not having a great round today. And I see that all of a sudden he went from 4-1 to betting favorite to about 7-1 to here. And now the favorites to win this thing are guys like Xander Schauffele and Matthew Fitzpatrick, who went super well today, Wes. How do you look at the Scottish Open as we have not completed round number two, but we are seeing, as we predicted yesterday, the cream starting to rise to the top? Well, Dave, I appreciate the compliment. I certainly have the pounds advantage over a lot of my competitors, so <laughs> I, I very much appreciate that, partner. But, yeah, what you're seeing today is the conditions have been pretty consistent all day. Yesterday, there was a big-time draw bias, and that's why I was kind of disappointed with my day one results because I was like, I went a little bit too heavy with the PM flight, with the afternoon groups, and the nearest guy I had was at two under par, and then you got Cameron Tringali out there shooting a 62, and as at nine under par, so I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But you've kind of seen him drift back a little bit, and look, this is a guy that I believe, I think it was from uh, our buddy Justin Ray at Justin Ray Golf on Twitter, said, this guy has won the most prize money on the PGA Tour of current players that has not won a PGA Tour event. Mm. And hence, you see, even though he still has a two-shot lead, plus 650 right now, I'm seeing at BetMGM, Matt Fitzpatrick and Xander Schauffele already in the clubhouse at three under par going into the weekend. Uh, nice rounds by both guys. So they don't have to deal with this. And this, this late group, they've got to finish up here. So, you know, three under par, maybe could be in the final group or at least the second to last group. We'll see what uh, my guy Terrell Hatton does. He is currently at four under par. But, 
yeah, the conditions have been tough. The setup has been tough. This is not usually what we see with the Scottish Open because there's only been three of these at Renaissance Golf Club. One of them in 2020 was 11 under par, but that's because it was rainy and it was windy and it got moved back for COVID, so it was played in September. But usually you see 20 under is going to win this thing. I don't know if these guys are going to even sniff 20 under. Uh, to your point here, uh, Wes, I think what's really important, and I would really recommend everyone read your article. It was in the newsletter today, vcin.com slash newsletter. You do a really comprehensive breakdown, and you always do a good job with all your sports, Wes. But what not was notable to me is when you look at these recent winners, when it comes to the Scottish Open, there's a lot of long shots. Like last year, it was Min Woo Lee, who was 200 to 1. year before that, Aaron Rye, 50 to 1. Wes Weisberger, 40 to 1. This guy, Brandon Stone, 2018, I don't even know who that is. He was 400 <laughs> to 1, and he wins the tournament. So along those lines, I know we are seeing kind of the cream rise to the top with Shawfle and Fitzpatrick. John Rahm's kind of up there. But going into it, and maybe right now, is there any value to one of these long shots? Just because we've seen in this tournament in particular, it's these huge 50 to 1s, 400 to 1s cashing recently. Is that just an aberration, or is there someone down the leaderboard right now, another big long shot who could take it home this year? Well, you certainly don't want to rule them out, Josh, because because of the conditions. Everybody's got to play the same conditions. Some guys used to it and some guys not. But one long shot that I did take before the tournament was Jordan Smith at 125 to 1. Not Jordan Spieth, even though they're just showing him on the screen right now, and he is in contention. I think he's five off the lead. But Jordan Smith is an Englishman, and I took him at 125. You can still get him, I think, at Bet MGM somewhere around 25 going into the weekend. So he's a little down the board, but. Jordan Smith is a guy that plays primarily on the DP World Tour. He doesn't play a lot in the States, doesn't have the status on the PGA Tour, but he does on the DP World Tour. And he's got two runner-up finishes already this year and has got, I think, like five top tens. So this is a guy that has been in contention really all year long. And you look at him, he is at three under par. But when you're looking down the board, at least in terms of the in-play, it, I mean, it's a little bit tough based on the conditions, but you can still probably go down to like 80 to one with somebody like Sam Burns, who was uh, about 30 to one, I think, going into the uh, tournament pre-flop. But yeah, you can look a little bit down the board if these conditions are going to continue. Yeah, absolutely love that. And I, I noticed your sneaky pick of Ricky Fowler this week. And I heard you say on Wednesday, you'd be surprised if he wasn't up there in the first page of the leaderboard come Sunday. He's hanging around, tied for 12th, two under par. There he is, Wes. Great call again. Let's see if Ricky has a good weekend uh, and maybe surprises people and cashes a ticket. He hadn't done that in a long, long time. I can't wait for next week for the Open Championship, maybe the most hallowed golf course uh, in the world at St. Andrews, the birthplace of golf. We all know that. And you look at some of the names and some of the liabilities, and, and I can understand why Rory McIlroy and Will Zalatoris, two of the biggest names there in the liability list, but it's the other name that always intrigues me, and that's Tiger Woods. And so I know that Brady Cannon, I think a couple months ago, Wes, got a much better number on Tiger than, than you can get right now. You just get some 40 to ones, you shop around maybe as high as 60 to one, 70 to one. We saw what he did this week in the two-day event in the Pro-Am, and, and not his best work, obviously, for Tiger. What do you make of Tiger's chances realistically next week to be a player? I kind of like the, the plus money at making the cut, but do you think he really could go ahead and shock the golf world once again? I, like, you lose money when you bet against Tiger. That's normally the way it works. Yeah, and, and look, if there's any place where he's going to show – you would think it would be it would be here, guys, because he's won two Claire Jugs at the old course at St. Andrews. But you looked at how he played at that McManus Pro-Am, and he was seven over par, was well down the board. And he skipped the U.S. Open, and he even said, I'm going to you know skip this U.S. Open because St. Andrews is so historical to me and such a, you know, a seminal uh, point in my career, having won twice there. But... You could just tell, I think, in some of the comments he made earlier this week, it's the first time because Tiger, even when you know he's vulnerable, is always going to say, yeah, I'm coming here. I think I got a chance to win. He's always going to say that. He's never going to kind of, I don't want to say admit defeat, but he's never going to like admit vulnerability. And I think he kind of did that a little bit earlier this week where he, you know, paraphrasing here that I'm kind of running out of chances. You know, I'm running out of a little bit of time. There's only a few more times maybe where I'm going to be competitive and in the place for a win at a big major championship or at a big tournament. So, you know, that was the first time I think in a long time I've ever heard him really speak in those terms. So 
if you're going to bet him, and I know he's going to get sentimental bets anyway, because, I mean, when we talk to all the bookmakers next week, they're going to be like, yeah, he's still up there, top five, top ten on ticket count, maybe not so much on the money count, because you're going to get a lot of the recreational players that are going to put a little bit of money on him. So I wouldn't do it at 40-1, to 1, though. I think you, you probably at some spots, especially if you're out in Nevada, you'll get some better prices, but obviously shop around. I wouldn't bet 40 to one when you can get in like 60, 66, 70 to one. And I think those are going to show next week. Wes, we just threw up on our VEASAN board, the biggest liabilities. And, you know, as a, a market driven better, I really like digging into these numbers. Where is the actual bets and money going on these guys? Maybe you can hopefully cash a bet here, but I want to ask you about Rory McIlroy. He was 14 to one to open to win the championship. Now he's uh, 10 to one. So you've got a line move toward Rory to win this thing. He's getting 8% of bets, but almost 15% of the money. That's also the biggest, you know, low bets, higher dollars discrepancy play here. Ironically, he's the number two golfer. Scheffler's the number one golfer. Scheffler's also in that conversation. He was 41, now 12 to 1, 6% bets, 11% money. I guess what I'm asking is between Rory and Scheffler, who are you more confident in to win this tournament? And if you don't like them in an outright, you know, do you target either of these guys in a top five, top 10 kind of bet? Of the two, I'd be more confident in Rory. And there's actually a little bit of a trend short term this year for the majors from uh, Paul Williams, who is actually Brady and I's guest on Long Shots this week at Golf Betting on Twitter. The winner of every major so far in 2022 thus far has finished eighth or better in the previous major championship. Fitzpatrick, fifth at the PGA, won the U.S. Open. Thomas won the PGA, was eighth at the Masters. Scheffler won the Masters, was eighth at the Open Championship. So you're looking at those guys that were kind of in that top eight at the U.S. Open. Obviously, Fitzpatrick's there. Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, Morikawa, McElroy. So if the trend continues, one of those guys might be hoisting the player job. There he is, everybody, the great Wes Reynolds. Wes, uh, great insight as always. I can't wait for the Open Championship next week. I'm already setting my alarm because I get very confused with the time difference over there. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Wes, enjoy the rest of your day, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. You bet, guys. Thank you. There he is, Wes Reynolds. When we come back, let's talk some NBA with Josh and I right here on the Lombardi One on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.